1: the Gulf South. It's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio.
2: Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Colado. Hey, guys. Good good morning. morning. Hey. Hey. How's good. It's always a good time. High energy.
0: <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> yes.
2: But buckle your seatbelt.
3: <laughs> right? Damien. <laughs> you never know what he has in store for us. So well, let's start this morning with prayer. Today's the feast of St. Clement. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit look with favor lord god on your on our petitions and in our trials grant us your compassionate help that consoled by the presence of your son whose coming we now await we may be taint tainted no longer by the corruption of former ways through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit god forever and ever amen amen in the, name of the father
2: and the son and the holy spirit St. Clement. Pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today. Starting off with Lisa Winter, she is a Magnificat Coordinator, Mother Chapter, and today she's going to be talking about their upcoming Magnificat Prayer Breakfast. You can go to ccradio.live and click on the events calendar to check it out. If you can't stick around in the next six minutes, uh, she'll be able able to give us details on that. In eighteen minutes, Debbie Shelley joins us. She is the associate editor of the Catholic Commentator, and today she's going to give us an update of what you. You're going to be finding in this week's issue in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. In 35 minutes, Corey Howitt joins us. He is the executive director with the Catholic Community Foundation in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And you guys, it's Giving Tuesday and I Give Catholic, so he's gonna be talking about I Give Catholic. Go to igivecatholic.org and donate to your charity that you like. Uh, today is a day of giving. Uh, Catholic Community Radio, we're on there as well. So you can take a look at our giving pages, uh, and we appreciate your donations and, of course, your prayerful support during this time. And in 48 minutes, Dr. Matthew Beringer talks about his book called Finding Freedom in Christ, Healing Life's Hurts. And you guys, I think this kind of segues perfectly into the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. The tragedy of Mm. what happened over in Covington yesterday. Of course, we're following it. Uh, We're praying for the community of St. Peter's Parish in Covington, Louisiana. Yesterday, parishioners and mourners gathered for a prayer service at the parish. Um, Absolute horrific. I I really, no words. I don't know what to say other than that. Um, I you know, just praying and comfort, and uh, you know, I'm speechless yeah. when I found out the news yesterday. Yeah, it's
4: a tragedy, and um, sorry to see that happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but but God bless uh, Father Otis and Miss Pratt,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: uh, may they rest in peace.
2: Yeah, and so um, of course, any information from the Archdiocese will be uh, keeping up to date. You know, as far as prayer vigils, services, anything like that, as well. So uh, stay with us for that. But uh, you know. Like I said, uh, first week at Advent, Tuesday giving tuesday we have a lot of stuff to talk about uh so stay with us when we come back from the break uh, we have your gospel and then we'll be talking to lisa winter Uh, she submitted this event on our website the magnificat prayer breakfast so if you have any events happening uh then you can send it to us at ccradio.live click on events and News, and click on submit your event just like lisa did and we'll be talking to her in just a few minutes so stay with us it's five past the hour on wake up
5: A good Tuesday morning of the first week of Advent. Today's gospel comes to us from Luke, chapter 10. Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Turning to the disciples in private, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it.
2: Thank you, Father Chris Decker, for today's Gospel. It is 7.08 on Wake Up. It's 8 past the hour on Wake Up. Lisa Winter joins us now. She's a Magnificat coordinator for the Mother Chapter. And today she's going to talk about their upcoming Magnificat breakfast. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for being with us today.
6: Good morning, Gabby. Happy um, Advent. (laughs) We are um, so happy to be gathering for an Advent breakfast because we have an expectant Madonna statue that we have, and we can just feel pregnant with the fact that the Incarnate Lord is coming. It's a beautiful time to gather. Um, We're going to get together Saturday, December 3rd at 9 in the morning at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Kenner, and our speaker is Shannon Hartley-Austin she is a woman who has a psychology degree she is a psychologist for veterans she's a mother of four she just got an equine therapy certification she is a really incredible woman but not unlike many of our stories will be telling us the testimony of how she uh, went astray and the lord called her back these are all beautiful testimonies of women meant to um enhance our lives and 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 help us to be better and holy catholic women
2: my goodness and you also have music provided by jamie diliberto we love music by jamie Uh, but tell us uh real quick because this is coming up are you still expecting people to or uh, people to register and how can people register
6: since it's so close. We're going to let people at this point register at the door. They can come to okay. the door and they can pay $25 and they can attend. Um, we don't always have registration at the door, but you know, this is a breakfast right after Thanksgiving. So it's kind of like waking people up to get back to things that have to do with Advent after they had 20 people at their house. <laughs> yes, that was a personal example.
2: <laughs> I, I think many of us were in that same boat as well, Lisa, for Thanksgiving. Talk about how important it is for a gathering during Advent. I love Advent gatherings, whether it's a prayer breakfast or a morning of reflection. How important is it to gather together and to really focus on, uh, you know, the reason for the season?
6: It is, Gabby, and you know what we're able to do as Magnificat Women in Advent, but at all times, is to just give two to three hours of a commitment for people to come and be filled. And at this time of year especially, you know how everybody's running around like mm-hmm. a chicken with their head cut off? <laughs> it will it will help you to be focused on what's really important and to, and to gather with women, because we can't emphasize enough, we're a, a ministry for, to Catholic women, women ministering to women is a really powerful thing. We were new at the location that we went to for our last breakfast, and it is beautiful. It went smoothly. Everything was wonderful. So it's not that expensive. It's at a time of year when you would really like to orient your heart to the Advent season and come out and be with us and be filled. And it's just um, from 9 to 12 that we're going to be meeting
2: tell us a little bit more about magnificat because you're the coordinator for the mother chapter
6: yes the mother chapter has the honor through marilyn quirk of receiving from the holy spirit the call to start the group we are celebrating our 41st year of being um of, of doing these breakfast style this is the style that we do at the magnificat ministry and now we're like almost in every state in the United States, but like 50 countries. It is so wide-flung and so moved by the the plan of the Holy Spirit to minister to His women. It's a very beautiful organization. I am humbled to be the coordinator and kind of... uh, wondering how this will work for me <laughs> because how, how did i grow to just be a woman who attended these breakfasts and now i'm trying to coordinate the whole thing with the with, with the trinity helping of course and the blessed mother of uh, at the front yes <laughs>
2: absolutely lisa you're always a joy to talk to tell us one more time about the breakfast happening on saturday december 3rd where can we sign up
6: you can, um, you can register at the door. We will be at the St. Jerome um, Knights of Columbus Hall. It's 3310 Florida Avenue in Kenner. It is this Saturday. It will be $25, and we must emphasize that it is a full breakfast, and that does include bacon.
2: Oh, that (laughs) sounds delicious. That's an important point, point, right? I love it. You'll
4: be standing in line at the door (laughs) to get in.
2: Lisa, thank you so much. It's always a joy to talk to you. Have a happy Advent. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Definitely check that out. And another fun event that's happening this weekend is happening yes, at Cypress Springs. It is.
3: Sister Dulce Maria and the Mercedarian Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament invite you and your family to Las Posada. It is, now Gabby, am I saying that right? Is it Las Posada? Las Posada. It's, a, it's a Mexican tradition. Right, yes. right, right, right. I want to make sure I am yeah. saying it right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a journey of the wise men uh, as they try to locate the Christ child. So it's a fun Fun activity for you and your family, children of all ages. It is this Sunday in Baton Rouge at Sunday, December 4th from 3 to 5 p.m. at Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center on uh, George O'Neill Road. It's at the very end. Uh, There'll be a visit from Bubbles the Camel, the petting zoo, (laughs) and uh, funnel cakes and all kind of great things. You will need to call them to let them know you're coming. It is a free event, but you want to give them a heads up that you'll be there. The number at Cypress Springs is 225. Seven five two, and my computer just went out. So oh. sorry, I don't oh, know what
2: 752. happened. Seven five
4: two.
3: Thank eight you. Eight
2: four eight zero. Thank yeah, you so much. much. Team, hey, team
3: sport. That's yeah. right. Right. Team. Teamwork okay. makes the dream work. Also, this Friday is first Friday, so stop by the Baton Rouge studio and pray the rosary with us right after the show, about eight a.m. Eight o three ish. Right? Yeah definitely
4: okay-ish <laughs>
3: okay yes that's Absolutely. about
2: right <laughs> well
4: real quick i know we didn't get a chance to, to share the weather with mm-hmm, everyone mm-hmm. but uh basically pl- partly cloudy skies this morning rain's coming in after lunch so be prepared uh, yeah. so, uh there's a warm front moving through Highs going to be close to 80 today uh, tomorrow, cool front pushes that out. No more nice. rain and nice weather for Wednesday and Thursday. Temperatures in and around the area right now. 69 degrees everywhere, all believe right. it or not, except Baton Rouge at 64.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right. How so, that. <laughs>
4: just wanted to give you all a quick touch on the weather.
2: Awesome. Thank you. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up.
7: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for November 29th. Today we celebrate Pope St. Clement I. Clement of Rome was the third successor of St. Peter, reigning as Pope during the last decade of the first century. He's known as one of the church's five apostolic fathers, those who provided a direct link between the apostles and later generations of church fathers. His first epistle to the Corinthians was preserved and widely read in the early church. This letter from the Bishop of Rome to the church in Corinth concerns a split that alienated a large number of the laity from the clergy. Deploring the unauthorized and unjustifiable division in the Corinthian community, Clement urged charity to heal the rift. Today, many in the church experience polarization regarding worship, how we speak of God, and other issues. We do well to take to heart the exhortation from Clement's epistle, Charity Unites Us to God. It knows no schism, does not rebel, does all things in concord. In charity, all the elect of God have been made perfect. Rome's Basilica of St. Clement, one of the city's earliest parish churches, is probably built on the site of Clement's home. History tells us that Pope Clement was martyred in the year 101. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media... This has been Saint of the Day.
3: Good morning. It's 19 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio. You're listening to Wake Up. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith right here live and in person in Baton Rouge and Damian Collado, who is always right here live and in person, and I do appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, We're joined this morning by Debbie Shelley. She is the Associate editor of the catholic commentator the official catholic newspaper of the diocese of baton rouge good morning debbie good morning it's wonderful to talk to you this morning this is a packed issue of the catholic commentator so let's jump right in with your cover story um about a a family in the Denham springs area helping with refugees from ukraine one being uh, from ukraine
0: Um, Yes, um, Ina Roo um, is a a native of Ukraine, and she and her husband Jesse now live in Denham Springs, and um, she is currently helping refugees through the government-sponsored uniting the Ukraine program for Catholic charities of the Diocese of Baton Rouge, and it helps them provide. Um, they assess incoming refugees and provide assistance and and support. And um, it's something very near and dear to her heart because she um, has her eye also on the Ukraine. Her her own mother is over there, and. Uh, yes. Uh, Ina has quite a history herself. Uh, her mother was a uh, widow who was on a farm and could not support her. So, um, Ina was actually in an um, orphanage and, um, she just went and through education, she was able to lift herself up and she since come to the United States and through this wonderful program, she's, um, helping others and, um, it's, it's a very touching story her mother um she keeps in touch with her and, and she's experienced bombings close by to her the whole scene oh um you know soldiers just treating the people so terribly oh, yes. and um she's trying to give her you know mother dad in the springs but meanwhile she's um committed to to doing this to help but it. it's um helping other refugees because she knows how you know, important and how traumatized they are when coming to the United States. Oh, that's and, amazing. Um, she she, she um, says, "She says I'm like a role model to them. I, I tell them anything is possible if you work hard and are determined." And wow. she said, "There is hope." So it. it the article
3: ends on a note of hope. That's wonderful. So, so Ina is married um, to Jesse who is a a Louisiana native. Um, He's actually a disabled Mm -hmm. veteran who served in Afghanistan. uh, Both of them with true servant hearts. She's working on her master's degree at LSU and and is doing this uh, internship with Catholic Charities. So that's how she's gotten so involved. It's a wonderful article. Uh, Make sure you take a look at that. That's on the cover of the Catholic Commentator. there's also mm-hmm. our friend Dina Dow. It has been busy as usual, and there's an article uh, that you interviewed Dina about Advent.
0: Mm-hmm um yes this year we took a uh, with the Eucharistic revival we we took a Eucharistic uh perspective and it's come from the uh word made flesh you know we think we um the incarnation the word made flesh and all that and so um she um this first couple of weeks we're we're focusing on the theme of faith and hope and um faith hopes comes through knowing Jesus, the sacraments, reconciliation, spending time with him, paying attention to those um, calls from St. John the Evangelist that we read about in Advent to uh, reform your lives and go receive the sacrament. And then there is hope. Um, You've got hope in Jesus' promises that um, you say the creed, and first of all, you state your beliefs, and then you have hope that they are true and they won't. Um, come through in the end. And this will prepare you for meeting Jesus in the end. But as Dina um, beautifully pointed out, through the Eucharist, we are able to experience Jesus in the now, even as we wait. And Advent is that time of waiting. We can um, uh, receive him now, his presence now. And I'm and I, that, that's just very consoling as we go through this time of waiting. That's right. That's right. That's a,
3: a wonderful way. This will be a great article uh, as you're preparing for Christmas th- during Advent about having that Eucharistic perspective that honestly it was something new for me to think about for Advent. Often we think about that during Lent. So a great article, great interview with Dina Dow. Uh, you also have, and I love this story about Petals of Hope and our little friend
0: Addie Galeno. She was such a delightful child, Addie Galeno. Um, They um, provided her a bike to the McLendon Family Foundation, who was a recipient of the uh, Bishop Ops Works and Mercy uh, program this Mm -hmm. year. And in a surprise, um, they presented her with a bike, and, and they talked to her physical therapist on all the you know, speculations that um specifications you need to have. Okay. And um and she's seen her grown in confidence and strength um through this bike. She's used it for Halloween and everything. Mm, but wonderful. um the wonderful thing about the McLendon family is they have a they're a bike riding family and mm-hmm. one of their fundraisers is a hundred and eleven mile uh, bike ride to New Orleans. And they did that the day after they presented Addie her um bike and then they went all the way to new orleans and to present a bike to another child so that's they do amazing. a lot of good that's amazing because they said uh, a lot of these families don't have disposable income
3: right for bikes right right, right. there's so so much uh there's so much cost in just to care for for children with special needs this was the 500th bike that the McLendon family mm-hmm. foundation gave out was to sweet Addie, mm-hmm. uh right here in baton rouge her family or their parishioners of saint agnes catholic church in downtown baton rouge and so mm-hmm. uh, this mm-hmm. i was not that familiar debbie with the bishop Ott works of mercy fund and so you, people can visit that at diobr.org slash works of mercy uh because it's just a beautiful beautiful way to give back to our community so make sure you check that out. So this is a sweet story about uh, Mackenzie McDaniel starting this grassroots movement of the junior Catholic Daughters Court in Pierport. Tell us about that article.
0: Oh yes. Um, A group of young ladies had been looking for a a way to get more active in their community and serve people and they found that, that The president uh, Mackenzie McDaniel found there wasn't a junior Catholic daughters in the area, so she approached the uh, Catholic daughters there at St. Joseph in Pierre Park and said, "We would like to start one." And of course, there's support. So these young ladies have really taken on. uh, They they have done trunk for for tree, helping the you know recently Thanksgiving providing for the poor, and they've just started. And then. um, that they're going across this Christmas shoe box and um as Edie saint germain said it's just a wonderful opportunity to be with light minded young ladies of faith you know her passion for faith and serving people and all that and being with her peers it, it meets everything um yes. and then they, they they describe um leadership as um all the little lights coming together in one light. Um, it's just putting all the parts together, all different personalities and everything. But they, um, the, the Catholic father said, they come together in a beautiful way, each contributing their own gifts and talents and personalities.
3: Wow! Wow! So that's, they
0: make quite an impression just yes. starting.
3: What wonderful young ladies! Sounds mm. like a great organization there, uh, and and what a wonderful way for them to start it themselves. Great idea. Debbie Shelley, assistant or associate editor of the Catholic Commentator, the official Catholic newspaper for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Debbie, let our listeners know where they can pick up a copy or find the articles online.
0: Yes, you can um, do the um, the D.I.O.B.R. dot Uh, org website and you can also pick them up in the the back of your your church parishes and and, in participating retail merchants also carry
3: wonderful thank you so so much variety
0: ways you can pick
3: great and that's in the back of churches in the diocese of baton rouge debbie shelley thank you so much always a pleasure to visit with you we look forward to the next edition of the catholic commentator thanks for joining us thank you so much thank you so that's news.diobr.org and remember there's lots of uh, retail outlets that will have a copy of the commentator as Mm -hmm. well as all the catholic churches in the diocese of baton rouge so be sure to to pick one up today if you don't know is Giving Tuesday. Uh, I Give Catholic, and you can find us. Gabby, where can you find us on I Give Catholic?
2: Yeah, go to igivecatholic.org and just search Catholic Community Radio, and then you'll see our profiles pop up. So help us reach our goal and take a look at our needs. Please donate. And thank you so much to all those who gave in advance. We had a few of those. So yes. thank you so much. And thank you to all those who, who have given and will give. And, of course, for your prayers as well, because those are That's also right. very important. That's right. So
3: today is Giving Tuesday. We're going to find out more about it when Corey Howitt joins us. He is the executive director at Catholic Community Foundation with the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And he'll give us all those great mm-hmm. details about I Give Catholic. But during the break, you can also log on to I Give catholic and uh and look for catholic community radio along with your church parish and other wonderful catholic organizations but it's a great day we've done all our sales shopping right in person and online and, and now it's, it's time to give a little back you betcha yeah, yeah. And now's my day to give back yeah so, well no that's yes. good so, uh,
4: <laughs> i kept saying i was going to do the online thing i still have yet to, to oh, go to uh, one I site some great
3: deals yesterday yeah, yeah. that's what they said i was I, a great a i Yeah. So it's good to get that done and really fully enjoy uh, Advent and the Mm -hmm. coming of Christ. So, hey, stick around. It's half past the hour on Wake Up.
2: It's 35 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Calado. I'm excited to be in the Baton studio with everyone this morning. It's also giving Tuesday. I feel like it's like Christmas. We wait all year for this we already <laughs> saved the date a year in advance and then it's finally here i give catholic is today and Corey howe joins us he is the executive director with the catholic community foundation and the archdiocese of new orleans hey Corey, thanks for being with us
1: Good morning, everybody. It is like Christmas.
2: (laughs) Corey, it's amazing. I'm looking at the website now, igivecatholic.org. So far, there has been over $4.6 million raised for I Give Catholic or through I Give Catholic on Giving Tuesday. And it's counting. I have to pull to another tab because it's super distracting. But (laughs) the numbers keep ticking so quickly. That is incredible.
1: It really is. And, and, you know, it's just interesting. Generosity just is amazing to watch other people be generous, to be inspired by generosity, to be a part of it, to, to, to make your own generous gifts and to be generous. It's such a great unifying act. And, and today's that's, I think, why it makes it so much fun.
2: So, I Give Catholic was started in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, and now it has grown and it continues to grow throughout the United States. Tell us a little bit how it got started and where it is now.
1: Sure. So, the Giving Tuesday movement was an international movement to be able to build generosity. You know, this time of year, there's many things that help uh, distract us from the real spirit of Christmas, which is... (laughs) you know being able to buy as many things as you possibly can in three clicks or whatever it is that you do and so and then you know we can pause and be able to say hey how about how about our neighbors how about giving back how about being generous to another not necessarily just for us and so um and so this is the perfect opportunity given to that was created for that sense and it's a great chance for the Catholic faith when we started this to be able to say, hey, why don't we celebrate our Catholic giving as a way to overlay into Giving Tuesday? And that is exactly what we did. We just kind of created this day to be able to help parishes, schools, and ministries, first in New Orleans and now all over the country, to be able to participate in this day. And, and the the great gift of it is that uh, it's grown. I mean, New dioceses have signed on, Orlando and we have over 40 dioceses from across the country, and so it really is, and it's turned into the U.S. Bishops' Giving Day, which is humbling to say, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's amazing to be able to watch just generosity explode across the country.
2: Talk about some of the ministries that have participated in I Give Catholic this year that have stood out to you.
1: Sure. You know, it, there's a, the fun part is when you see parishes kind of take this on as a new way be able to engage their parishioners, really make the faith come alive, Mm -hmm. to be able to bring kind of some some tactile, some real uh, impact into their community. Everything from, um, you know, adopting a sister parish or a mission in another country, all the way to be able to build that project that they've never been able to get to. And so um, I've seen parishes kind of adopt this in our diocese and really help engage the parishioners beyond just a basket, right? Like really being able to say, "Hey, wh- how are we reaching people? How are we kind of extending the mission of the church, and uh, and allowing people's generosity to be a part of that?"
2: Absolutely. So, how does one donate?
1: Sure. So, Igcatholic dot com uh, org is the um, sorry is the uh, is the way to be able to jump on. There's a very intuitive map. You just kind of click down to Louisiana, find our diocese and be able to find your favorite ministry. And you make a gift, share it with others, post it on social media, let people know, hey, this is something worthy to be able to not only be a part of and to give to, um, but to be able to enjoy and really the, 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 the fun and the joy of giving really comes back when you do it as a community.
2: Absolutely, and so there are is a little bit more than uh nineteen hours left to give, which seems like a long yeah. time. but whenever it's six o'clock at night and you're cooking dinner, mm-hmm. you realize the day just <laughs> flew <right>. by. <laughs> uh, Corey, you have been doing this how many years?
1: So this is our eighth year and wow. and this is the the beauty of doing this. It feels it it feels like six o'clock in the evening to you like it just <laughs> flew by right so. Yeah. You know, and and part of that is because there's new stories, new impact, new people that need help. And and that is one fascinating part about our faith is we have a a spiritual need to be able to give back. And so when you invite other people uh, to it, uh, not only does it become fun, but it becomes something that really helps you feel connected and tied to not only the people you serve, but also uh, to each other as we give together.
2: So let's talk about the U.S. bishops. Is this the first time around that the USCCB has kind of uh, backed I Give Catholic?
1: So it's, it's been a couple of years now, but this it's, become, it's gaining traction mm-hmm. as them really seeing this as, as a movement of the Church, a ministry of the Church. And so that's the neat part about this, is the growth of it is not necessarily um, just to be able to say, you know, hey, let's give more money. But saying, hey, you know, how often can we really claim space to, to unify us, to do something together? And that's really been the wisdom behind them getting behind it, is to be able to say, you know what, this is, um, we together can make a difference. We can kind of unify our collective impact, and it can be something to really evangelize others. And so when the church has gotten behind it, it really is to more of a collective impact than anything else.
2: Absolutely. What does this mean to you personally? This is such a big day. You guys are in a conference room at your office. There's, there's news crews coming in talking about it. You guys are tracking things. It's almost like, you know, like election night. You know, you have your wall, you're, you're, you're clicking <laughs> things, you know. So uh, what does this mean to you and your team?
1: You know, I think for the foundation, we really see that our Catholic faith Uh, not only comes alive, but that we're most like God when we're generous. And so when we see a day today, we just, we see it as a a step closer to being able to be uh, like our generous Lord. And so so for us, there's just a deep fulfillment to be able to invite others into this joy, to be able to, for them to see that it's not just a financial transaction, but it really is a way to be able to open up your faith, make it come alive, but then to share with others. And so, it is. It's quite fulfilling, and you know we have a board of directors that's behind this. The Archbishop, um, and and it really becomes the countries. It's no longer just one person's or, or or one foundation. It's it really has become this this movement that is um, so much larger than our own selves, which is funny enough because it's reflective, right, of God. So,
2: mm-hmm. most definitely. Okay, so give us the details, Corey. One more time on how we can donate and and how much time we have left.
1: Sure. So the 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 clock's running. You could go check, and it's fun to watch the leaderboard. But the <laughs> national site is i give org, and you could jump on there, drill down to the map, see Louisiana, see all the across the country, all those that are participating. But then, kind of go, drill down into our own communities. Find somebody in your neighborhood, find your parish, find a school that you went to, and uh, and make a gift. That it becomes not only really fun, but um, you get to see it uh, real impact. And, um, and be your best self by, by being generous. So make this holiday season special by doing it and, and really get the joy of Christmas. And, and so I hope everybody can make a gift and make that sacrifice uh, and have some fun doing it.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Corey Howitt, Executive Director with the Catholic Community Foundation in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Corey, thank you so much. We look forward to speaking with you about this every year and have a wonderful Giving Tuesday
1: yeah absolutely and and for catholic community radio go team uh, good luck and, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and thanks for being such a strong part of this day
2: Thank you so much. much. Yeah, we've been participating for seven years now and seeing it grow, uh, starting in the archdiocese and just seeing the generosity of people. Even just $20 or $25 (laughs) goes a long way because Mm -hmm. it does all add up. So, uh, yeah, igivecatholic.org. You can check out some ministries on there. Um, One of my favorites is seeing church parishes raise money, you know, for a bathroom in the back of mass (laughs) and seeing everyone kind of band together. And then they post pictures of their bathroom getting renovated because, they have the funds or yeah. lights in the parking lot, well, which is so important. Yes, yeah,
4: and it's good exactly. to see what the monies are going towards.
3: Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah most definitely. Making a difference. Every yes. dollar makes yes. a difference, for
2: sure. So we have until 1159 p.m. tonight to make your donation. Fifty nine, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, stay with us. <laughs> 45 past the hour on Wake Up.
4: Day, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. So glad you could join us on this somewhat pretty Tuesday morning. Definitely going to be comfortable to say the least. With us now is Dr. Matthew Bruinger. He is an associate professor of psychology at Franciscan University in Steubenville and he is also the founder of wellspring counseling and coaching and so this guy has a lot of pedigree behind him and we're so glad to have him because we're here to talk about a book that he's written finding freedom in christ healing life's hurts good morning dr matthew
5: good morning thanks for having me
4: well we're glad to have you because you know this time of year um a lot of people are looking to to christmas being with family excitement friends and uh, doing just all the good things that Christmas brings to us. But then there are those who are struggling because they may have lost a loved one or they may be dealing with something personally from an emotional aspect. And your book really focuses on that and and helps as an aid uh, in in regards to um, helping those in that type of position.
5: Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So many people in the church are hurting. One thing that always strikes me in my own private practice is when that door closes um, and people sort of open their, their hearts and their lives to me, how many good Catholic people in the pews deep down are in a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, have a lot of difficult and painful memories and experiences that they haven't figured out how to deal with yet. And so my impetus for writing this book was to try to help Catholics in the pew are struggling, who know that the church has the answer, who know that, that Christ wants to heal them, but just haven't been able to figure out how to experience deeply that healing touch of Christ.
4: Yes, and in fact, I love the fact that chapter one, the very first sentence, everyone suffers, everyone that's right no matter that's what right. it, we could try to hide it but yeah. we're we're dealing with something uh from an emotional it could be bad memories just negative thoughts anger loneliness any of those things yeah
5: absolutely yeah you know peter kreeft in his book um finding meaning and suffering he calls it the universal cover-up <laughs> and he says something like look we we pretend that we spend so much effort and energy and time pretending like we're not suffering and we pretend like we're not hurting and in pain. And in doing so, we actually prevent ourselves from being able to enter fully into the healing process. And if we could just embrace and admit and acknowledge that we're hurting and suffering, it would go a tremendous, like it would go a long way in helping us to begin the process and journey of healing.
4: Exactly, and I love the fact that you have a six step Uh, process so to speak Uh, share with us uh, some of that because they're all about the virtues when you think about it
5: yeah absolutely each step so the way I've written it out is each step has a virtue associated with Mm -hmm. it and so the first step is surrender I think we have to admit that we're hurting and we're broken and we're in pain and we have to really open up and surrender the entirety of our life to God it's it's about um, it, it takes courage it also takes humility we have to surrender the second step is we have to take an honest and fearless look at our relationship with god how do we view god see many of us know in our heads that god is love that god is mercy but because of experiences and hurts in our heart we don't experience him like that and so in the second step i invite people to reevaluate their image of god the father because you're not going to turn over your hurts and your deepest wounds and your pain to somebody who you don't trust and somebody who you don't think is safe.
4: Yeah, enhance your faith. So, yeah. Exactly.
5: Yeah. So then step three is we actually get down to the causes and conditions of your hurt. And so here's the good news and bad news. I invite people to admit the areas in their life where they're hurt and hurting, but then to also recognize the part they played in it. Huh. To, and, and, and the reason I do that is because I think if we're waiting for the world and the people in it to be an act and give us what we need or what we think we will make us happy, we're going to be disappointed forever. We have to begin to recognize the ways that we've contributed and play a role in our own hurt and suffering, because ultimately that's all we have control over. So in that third step, we really get down to the the deep causes of our hurts and wounds and the role we play in the fourth step. We admit it. We, we make a deep and sort of, um, uh, maybe a really robust confession. So we have, to, we have to bring it from the darkness into the light. Yeah, and that's and, where hope in comes fifth, in. Yes. yes, go ahead. Absolutely, no. absolutely. Yeah, and then in the fifth step, we actually go about trying to, where we've acknowledged that we've done wrong to others, we go about trying to, to amend that, to clean up our side of the street, to uh, make right the wrongs we've done, And then the sixth step is really about sort of daily conversion. By the end of this, see, there's this passage in Galatians where uh, St. Paul says, you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only don't use your freedom for things of the flesh, but to love and serve one another. And I think that passage, in conjunction with uh, when we hear in the Gospels, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you, I think what we do is we get it backwards. We seek everything else, and then we say, once I get everything I need, then I'll follow Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what I think we need to do is, yeah, we need to seek Christ radically and serve others radically. Our Mm -hmm. goal every day should be maximum service to God and others. And when we do that, everything we need, emotionally, psychologically, materially, will be given unto us. And so it's really about this daily conversion of turning ourselves radically to saying, God, I'm yours today, unreservedly. And, and there's real freedom in that. There is. And the freedom, though, yeah, and, and there's a final point maybe. Freedom, I don't think freedom is the absence of suffering. I don't think it means that suffering goes away. I think freedom and healing is having the ability to go wherever God calls you, wherever he calls you, to hear his voice and go despite your, despite your suffering. You're really free if you can go where the Lord calls you and bring the cross with you.
4: Wow, that's powerful, that to say the least uh, and and you uh in your chapters, what I like also is mm-hmm. there's a section for a reflection and a prayer. and the final yeah. minute, why yeah. did you incorporate that as part of your your chapter?
5: Yeah, I think for me, I've read you know a lot of books on healing and been interested in this for such a long time and for me, what I think was so important was um really inviting people into the work that healing does require some effort, and it can be a difficult process that that invites us to face some, some parts of ourselves. And so I wanted to give people an opportunity. I wanted to begin to guide them into that journey of self-reflection and self-knowledge that I think is so crucial to healing, but then to, to accompany that with some prayers that, that um, hopefully give them hope and comfort and strength as they recognize these difficult and painful and often distressing parts of themselves and their lives. Thank you
4: so much for sharing your insight on your book. Dr. Matthew Bruinger, share with us real quick where they can get the book.
5: Yeah, folks can get the book um, either on Amazon. It's currently available on Amazon. It's also available through the St. Paul Center for Biblical uh, Theology. Um, So Emmaus Press published it, the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. And just one exciting last thing, maybe, is I'm going to be doing a healing pilgrimage to uh, Paris, Le and Lourdes oh, based wow. on the steps in the book this summer. Wow. And so folks can check out versoministries.com backslash Dr. B all right more about that as well that yeah awesome.
4: well thank you so much and god bless you with yeah. your works you're doing good things thank you all right and have thank a happy you. uh advent season and a happy christmas you and your family you too many all, blessings many your blessings. wife and all six kids <laughs> okay we're going to end in a prayer that was dr uh, matthew bruinger in finding freedom in christ healing life's hurts in the name of the father son holy spirit amen Gotta give myself completely to you today. Ask me anything, send me anywhere, and let me do everything that you ask of me. Make my day and my life a sign of everyone I encounter of your love, power, and peace. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 In the, name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Amen.
7: Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.